A person steps or established by the Lord, and he takes pleasure in his way. Though he falls, he will not be overwhelmed, because the Lord supports him with his hand. I have been young, and now I am old, yet I have not seen the righteous abandoned or his children begging for bread. He is always generous, always lending, and his children are a blessing. Psalm 37, 23-26. Good morning, IBCM. Thank you for joining with me this morning for our Monday morning devotional time. It's great to be with you, and if you are familiar with the parsonage where we live, you will notice that we are home. You see behind me the bookshelves and uh, what we call our, our little library. It is so, so wonderful and so good to be home again and in the house. Cindy and I were talking this morning. We have so many wonderful memories in these rooms that we're sitting this morning. Uh, Bible studies, prayer times, uh, fellowship, food, laughter, all kinds of great memories. And it's good to be back here, and we are excited about building new memories as we are serving together with you, my brothers and sisters, at IBC Manila here in Metro Manila. Well, I pray you had a great weekend. Um, so I was a little bit disappointed that I was not able to preach Sunday morning. We were having some technical problems. Uh, but thank you, Pastor Franco, for standing in and preaching God's Word in my absence. But this Sunday, I will be with you in person. Looking forward to that. Well, today is a new day and a new week. And we're going to go back into the book of Colossians this morning, and we're going to start uh, meditating, praying through uh, chapter 3 in Paul's letter to the church in Colossae, the epistle to the Colossians. And this is an extraordinary chapter. And I, I, here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that perhaps Colossians chapter 3 just might be a key passage for IBC Manila as we consider how we can even improve on our already strong uh, disciple-making ministry and as we consider how we can be engaged in our city. So we'll start today. And uh, I don't know how many days it will take us. We want to take it slow because we want to really chew on God's Word. Remember, the word meditate uh, comes from, the English word meditate comes from an old Hebrew uh, form of a word, which means to chew on. And actually, in the Hebrew language, the, the word is an, is, uh, sounds like, the word sounds like, when you say the Hebrew word, it makes the sound of a dog growling and chewing on a bone. So the idea here is that we are chewing on God's word and we are not going to let anyone take it out of our mouths. You, have you ever tried to take a bone out of a dog's mouth? Right? Impossible, right? So let, it, it, the picture here is chewing intensely and vigorously on the marrow of God's Word, which brings healing and health and, and spiritual nutrition. So let's look today at Colossians 3, verses 1 to 4. And as we are beginning our day today, I know that it's a few hours old already, maybe even more than that for some of us who wake up uh, long before daylight, but it's still the early hours of the day, the beginning of the day. 
Let's think through how God can prepare us for the day and even the week this week with these verses. So we're going to read Colossians 3, 1 to 4. Let's pray and get our hearts ready for his word. Thank you, God, for this new day. We thank you for this new week. We thank you for this life that we have in Christ Jesus. We thank you for this word that you have inspired men and women centuries ago to write, which reveals you, your truth, uh, what you intend for our lives to be, uh, how we can have a relationship with you. It, it reveals life to us. In fact, it is God-breathed. There is life in your word. And we're praying that your word will give us, breathe into us, powerful life today so that we can demonstrate your goodness and so that we can walk uh, humbly and uh, righteously as your children. We, we think about that psalm in Psalm 37 that we read just a moment ago and how happy we are that our steps are in your hands, that you are watching us, observing our lives, giving us correction, providing for us, um, that there is much joy in our relationship with you. You never abandon us, but you feed us, you protect us, you give us, you fill our lives with so many good things. So we thank you for that. Now, as we read and meditate on your word, Holy Spirit, we're asking you to be our teacher, and we're asking you to inspire us this morning with uh, a courageous heart to obey and to follow your word today. We pray all this in Christ's name. Amen. All right, Colossians. 3, 1-4. So if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. That is a powerful, powerful passage. Just those first four verses sets our hearts toward really living for Christ today and this week and for every day. What really matters to us? What we consider to be most important, what we consider to be prize treasures reveals our heart, reveals our mindset, reveals so much about us. And Paul is challenging the Colossians and challenging us now, the Holy Spirit is through Paul's writing. We are being challenged to reconsider what is most important, most vital. Paul mentions three things about our lives that are crucial for us to remember every single day. One is a past event that has continuous effect. One is a present condition that should rule our lives. And the third is a future hope. Here they are. In verse 1, he says, since you have been raised with Christ. That was a past event that has continual effect. That's why he used the perfect verbs here, the perfect verb forms. You have been raised. It refers to a past event that has continuing effect. We were raised with Christ. We were raised from death to life. We were transferred from darkness to light. 
we were moved from the kingdom of the world and wickedness and evil, and we were placed into the kingdom of God as his beloved children. That was a past event that has continual effect in our lives. We are alive in Christ because we have been raised with him through faith by God's gift of grace. The second thing is in verse 2, set your minds, or uh, yes, sorry, the second thing, yes, set your minds on things above. That's the second thing that's important for us. We're, we're going to go back to verse 1 in just in a moment. I actually, let me back up here. That's not what I want to talk about. <laughs> Jet lag. Okay, so the first thing, we have been raised with Christ. Second thing, in verse 3, your life is hidden with Christ in God. So, past event with continual effects, raised with Christ. Current condition, present condition, who we are and our position is that we are hidden with Christ in God. What that means is we are secure in our relationship with God. We are secure in God's love for us. We have His spiritual protection. And sometimes God gives us His God gives us physical protection. He protects us from uh, wickedness. He protects us from people who intend to do harm to us. He protects us and heals us from diseases. Physical protection is not always guaranteed in Scripture. Uh, we all will eventually physically die, correct? But there is a spiritual guarantee here. We are unconditionally forever protected and secure as his child. That makes a big difference in my life today. Not just in the future, but right now. So, raised with Christ, hidden with Christ, and then in verse 4, a future event, we will appear with Christ in glory. And that speaks to our physical resurrection. The first, in verse 1, speaks to our spiritual resurrection. The second, verse 3, speaks to our speaks to our both our physical and our spiritual life and condition and relationship right now with Christ in the Father, in God. And the third speaks to a future hope. Resurrection, bodily resurrection from the dead. We, our spirits will be alive. We don't know exactly what form we will have in that first heaven. But when Christ returns, our bodies will be resurrected from wherever they are laying in rest. They will be resurrected. We will be given a resurrected body. We will appear with Christ in glory and dwell with him forever. So those are three facts that cannot be changed about who you and I are in Christ. Raised, hidden, and given a promise of a future bodily resurrection. Now, all these things make a big difference in who we are, but also how we live. And so Paul instructs us how, how instructs how these three conditions of our lives uh, empowers us. First, in verse one, he tells us to seek things above. Since we have been raised with Christ, when, since we are hidden with Christ, since we have a future hope in heaven with Christ, here's what he's saying. Don't worry about pursuing things that are below, but seek, pursue things that are heavenly, things that are eternal. This makes a huge difference in how we live, 
how we conduct our lives, what we pursue, the, the goals and objectives of our lives. Now, each of us, we have a job, we have a career, we have friendships, relationships, and certainly those are good things that God wants us to pursue. But ultimately, our chief pursuit is the kingdom of God. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, remember these words from Jesus? Seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things, things that are below, will be added to you. Here's the thing. We don't have to worry about things below, because the Father who loved us, remember the psalm? I've been young, now I'm old, I've never seen God's children abandoned. We, we, can, we can pursue heavenly things, eternal things, kingdom matters, kingdom principles, kingdom pursuits, disciple-making, sharing the gospel, encouraging each other, sharing the compassion of Christ, God's will for our lives, His Word. We can pursue those things with reckless abandonment because we have no worries about the things below. God will provide. Then he tells us to set our minds on things that are above. What he's talking about here is a mindset. The first is a pursuit. That's the heart. What is our true value and treasure in life? The second is our mindset. How we discern the things around us. How we, how we, um, uh, um, approach challenges and, and worldly matters and, and people who are outside of the faith. How we, that, that's our mindset, how we conduct our lives. And he says, set your minds on things above. I think what he's talking about here, how I hear it is, that we are to have the mind of Christ. What was the mind of Christ? The mind of Christ was obeying the Father. His very last words on the cross were, It is finished, which communicated that he had done everything the Father sent him to do. His heart, his mind, his mind was set in obedience. So, since we are raised, hidden, and have a future hope, we pursue eternal treasures, we pursue the kingdom of God, we set our minds on obedience doing the will of God, and then uh, in verse 3, he tells us that we, we've died, and so we, we die to self in response to Christ's death for us. It's really important to note that in verse 1, when he tells us to seek the things above, he reminds us that, that uh, Christ is there, and he is seated at the right hand of God, which means that Christ has power and authority not only to rule in our lives, but to rule around our lives. We are depending upon the powerful sovereignty of Christ in our lives. This is a powerful passage. So, let's review. What's happened in the past that has a continuing effect? We have been raised... We have we've experienced a spiritual resurrection from sin and death to forgiveness and eternal life. We are hidden. Our lives are hidden, secure in Christ right now. Eternal life is not only a future hope. It is a present condition. We are hidden. We have eternal life. We are secure in Christ right now. We have a future hope, a bodily, physical resurrection, just as Jesus did, 
and so we have a future hope. No worries, no fears. And so we face danger, we face challenges, we face obstacles, we face disappointment, we face failure, we face success, blessing, goodness. We face all of these conditions on earth right now with our hearts pursuing the kingdom, with our minds set on the will of God, and with confidence that our life is hidden in Christ and we have a future hope. That makes a big difference in how you and I will live this day and every day this week. So for you, what is the key phrase that's going to, that you're going to ruminate, that you're going to meditate, that you're going to think about, turn over in your, in your mind and heart all day today as you live for Christ? For me, I think it is that first, seek the things above. I think for me, the word for, it, for today is to seek eternal treasures. Not applause from people, not worldly wealth and possessions, but let's pursue heavenly treasure. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for your word, which corrects us. Lord, maybe today, this morning, our, our hearts and minds have been corrected by your word. Maybe today we are realizing that there are some pursuits that are worldly and not eternal. Perhaps, Lord, we're, we're thinking right now that our minds are cluttered with worry and anxiety. And we need to have our mind reframed. We need to have our mind set, established, focused. There's the word. Focus for the day, God. Focused on things above where you are seated, Christ Jesus, at the right hand of the Father. Thank you for your correction today. And we look at this day with great anticipation and optimism because we know that our lives are hidden with you in the Father, and we have hope in you. And so, Lord, we're looking forward to the ways that you're going to empower us to give you glory today. Thank you for taking care of all of our needs here on earth so that we can focus our minds and our hearts on your will and your kingdom work. Lord, today we want to lift up people that we have been praying for, uh, each day for the past several days, we want to pray for Brent, Pearlie, and Becky, who need physical healing. We pray for them and lift them up to you and pray that they will experience your healing, but also contentment in Christ Jesus, in the right there where they are in their physical health. We pray you'll just give them perfect spiritual and mental health, emotional health today. We want to praise you, Lord. We've been praying for Elena's eyes, and she received a good report, and God has provided healing for her eyes. We praise you, Lord. We thank you that you answer all of our prayers in your time and in your way for our benefit and your glory. We praise you, God, and give you the glory. Thank you for doctors and medicine, but we especially thank you for your healing power in our lives. Lord, we've also been praying for uh, Teddy Lim, one of our brothers from a sister church who, uh, whose brother passed away. And we want to add to that list of, of grieving people, Wincy, who is grieving the loss of uh, her, her uh, parent today. We pray for her family that you'll just embrace them and encourage them and give them hope. And we pray that as our church reaches out to them and loves on them and encourages them that they will know that they are in a body of Christ 
where we love each other deeply. Lord, you're good. And we, we just thank you for uh, giving us assurance and comfort in our times of uh, despair and discouragement. Lord, we also want to lift up Hope Sabido, the, the wife of Pastor Ador, who's our church planter in uh, Medellin, Cebu. We pray, God, that we, we, our hearts cry out to you, God, for, for her healing. She's suffering with, with stage four cancer, and, and she has pain that she endures every day. And there's an emotional pain that, that Pastor Ador and their children have each day. God, we pray for your will and for your healing in their lives and that their faith in you, which is amazing and inspirational, their faith, constant faith in you will be a bright light in Medellin. Thank you, God, for their faithfulness to you. Well, Lord, we thank you for this time we've spent together today. I'm praying that it will encourage us and challenge us to live uh, boldly and with great courage and confidence today as your disciples. And we pray all this in Christ's name. Amen. Well, thank you again for joining me today. Hope you have a great day, and I look forward to seeing you in the morning.